Thanks for checking out The Simple Man's Gospel, a podcast about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ for the everyday, imperfect, and simple Latter-day Saint. The views expressed on this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of the hosts and do not represent the teachings and beliefs of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Welcome back to The Simple Man's Gospel, a podcast for the simple, everyday Christian. <laughs> Specifically, we we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although we do not represent the church, we are participating in active members. Um, just uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast for updates. It's been a little while for, since our last episode. I'm here with Tom, my co-host. Welcome back, Tom. Good to be back. We've been missing because of me more than anything. <laughs> been sick. Darn sickness. Didn't, didn't, get the, didn't get the COVID, but it, it's even if I did, it was just the flu. <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyways. All right. Uh, also go, uh, go check out our other podcast where we talk about movies. That's movie nerds, nerds with two Z's at the end. Check out that podcast. There is a YouTube channel as well. If you want to go like, and subscribe, it might um, be gone soon. <laughs> it might, oh, are you going to, are you going to delete the channel or just stop being, posting? I think is I think I might just go straight to just podcasting. All right. Go it's subscribe the, to the podcast. <laughs> cause the, cause the video takes, for, you know, I got to set up. Got to put my lights up. Got to do all that. It's like here with me. Just give me a mic, give me a headphone and a computer, and then we can just record what we talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. Granted, it is fun. It's fun to be on camera and to to talk about, but yeah, we like shall see. see. Yeah, I like to be able to see too. So like to be able to see. Um. So I had a little. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share a story. Okay. And. Feel free to, to share similar, but this was a recent, recent one. Um, I've been working on a project at work and <coughs> for the, for the longest time, um, I, we've just been beating our head against the wall. This is, this project's been going on a year or more and still wow. don't have proof, proof of concept like we're wanting. And last night I was, I was at my wits end and, and this, I don't, <laughs> I don't recommend Turn to prayer only when you're at your wit's end, but I, I turned to prayer about this work project and I just asked, I said, Father, what I I know I'm not the only one that's feeling this way on this project, but what do I what can I do to help move this along, to help solve the problems? And and I woke up early this morning and, and I, I have the blessing of working from home. So I, I went to my office. This is my office. I came down here and I, I just started banging away on the computer and, and trying some things. And I had a, I had a, not a flood, but I had, I had a thought come to mind that I just hadn't thought of before. And that was, it was just a prompt to try something and, and it yielded some, not results, but it, it clarified some things that we didn't have clarification on before. So without getting into too many specifics about work, that was an experience that I had with receiving some inspiration from the Holy ghost in an everyday ma in an everyday situation. And I think everyone is entitled to that just as being sons and daughters of God. 
Um, so that was uh, that was actually this morning. Um, Did you? What was it that? Can't like. Was there anything that changes when you got that? You know that help, the inspiration. Changes in in like the is, project. Yeah, yeah. They it gave us something to chase down. Chase down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which we which we didn't think about before, and so it 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 just kind of opened up my mind to other possibilities, which. I think as humans, we need that help. Sometimes we need, oh, yeah. we need the guidance. We need the whisperings of the Holy ghost. And as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, those of us who have been baptized and keep our baptismal covenants are entitled to the constant companionship of the Holy ghost through the gift of the Holy ghost, that which is, is what we're going to discuss today. So Tom, do you have a similar experience that you would like to share uh yeah mainly for for my little girl my middle child her name is charlotte uh i don't know how when i say this (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if she's you know she watched a lot of she watched a lot of youtube and like kids youtube i don't let her watch adults come on guys (laughs) um and she sees like certain shows like they they do those things where oh he he's mean to me, uh, and you know they they re not reenact but kind of like react to the the stuff that happens to a, you know, a little girl a little boy, and they have a conversation in the show like oh today I was you know I was I was at school and one of my friends hit me and I was sad and you know and then the parents or somebody would act like well it's okay sometimes people just mean. So I don't know if she's mimicking that um, those videos, but that's not the point. The point is, so she comes and she tells my wife and I about um, this boy who's been calling her a loser and also spitting at her. Well, this is how good my wife is and how different I am from... Society, how 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 old school I am. I was taught eye for an eye. Um, my parents never taught me that, but they never told me to like. They always thought, look, you be kind, but if someone's messes with you more than once, you have my permission to to do whatever you want, except killing him, of course. <laughs> and my mom always tells me, look, you know, I I grew up eye for an eye. If you call me a loser, I'm going to call you. Well, you're a loser too. You know, it doesn't, it's just sort of those things. And if you spit at me, I'm going to slap you. That's how I see it. It's going to be some kind of retaliation. Yeah. So for me, that's how I grew up. And that's how I, you know, look, I, I'm a high school. It's rough, but I, I, I'm one of those people who don't really care what people think of me. Um, I do what I want to do, especially if I know I'm right and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do that it that it doesn't harm anybody else, you know? Like, I, I don't really care what people think of me. There's only a handful of people that I do care. That is God, Christ, my wife, my kids, and, you know, my immediate family. I, I care about, you know, what they think of me. 
but half the time, I don't, I don't care what people think of me. I'll do whatever I say, do what I want. If I'm if I'm not being rude or mean, what do I need to worry about? That's just how my thinking is. So I'm so being a dad and being very protective of my girls. I tell straight out told, well, the next time you tell him that he's a loser and that and that you can and if he spit at you, you can spit him back. And then being being a very innocent, kind, very thoughtful girl that my daughter, she says, Papa, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the one to call people losers and I don't want to spit at people. And I'm, at that moment, I'm like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it to you, baby. At a certain point, I, I, I want to tell her, but when she said that, and, you know, my wife didn't disagree with me as well because, you know, she's just a better person than I am because I retaliate. I, I don't care who you are. You don't spit at me, especially you spit at my – that's gross, first of all. Spitting is a form of very disrespectful. It's very I don't care what, don't care what race. insanely disrespectful yeah. in some cultures. So, and so – but, you know, this is where Christ, Christ-like love comes in for my daughter. When she said that, I had to sit back and be like, you know what? She's, she's such a better person than I am. And, you know, and at least it really made me believe that that the teaching, I felt good when she, you know, thinking about like the teaching that we've been teaching her about the gospel and, and kudos to my Sunday school teacher that teaches my kids are teaching them the right way. Yeah, true. It is true. I don't want I don't want to be that person and you know what she's right. And so I learned a little bit of lesson of holding back and being kind and you know I always tell my girls like every morning when I go when they go to school I always tell them two things. I tell them I love you and always be yourself. Cuz that's I think to me that's that's the you know you if you if you yourself you're true to yourself You'll get through high school pretty easily, and so. But my daughter taught me a lesson. I mean, it's hard to tri- it's hard to teach an old dog a new trick. I'm still <laughs> the same way though. Like I, <laughs> you spit at me, I'm spitting you back, dude. Oh, you're gonna get more than spit. I'm gonna slap <laughs> the crap out of you. That's, so. that's tough though. That's natural to react like that. It is, and it's so kind of no, just the innocent in my daughter, just so innocent, and I don't want to take that from her. You, not yet. You know, she's going to find out <laughs> the world's a crappy place. And right now, I just want her to think it's all sunshine and rainbow and that she's a better person for thinking that way. And so I appreciate that lesson yeah. from her. And we can we can only hope that she continues. Even when she does find out that the world is crappy. True. That she still is doesn't want to be the person that calls people names and and spits on people, even if it's, you know. Even when she had, even when she has the right to do it back, just my thing, right? In the in in the world's view, right? Yeah, I told the funny thing is that I told my kids uh, the beginning when they started going to school. I said, "Look, if somebody pick on you, I'm." I tell them like, "Okay, first, just go tell your teacher. The second time, tell them to stop, and go tell the teacher. The third time, I give you permission to." fight back <laughs> at a certain point you have to stop i look i know how to deal with bullies 
and you know, and and yeah, part of it because I think maybe I was a bully at one point, bullying people. But I know how they think, and if you don't stop them, then they're gonna keep hounding you for the rest of your life, yeah. for the rest of your school year. So, yeah. Well, maybe we got a little bit off topic. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very important because you know why the spirit won't tell you to be a bully. <laughs> the Holy Ghost won't tell you to bully people, right? No. So let's uh, let's let's give a simple let's give a simple definition here. So we're we're we talking about. So we're going to kind of it's going to be two two topics, right? So we'll we'll talk about the Holy Ghost, who is the Holy Ghost, yeah, and what is the gift of, of the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. This is so, the fourth principle. Of the gospel that we've been presenting to you folks. First, yep. it was um, so we covered faith, faith, repentance, repentance baptism, and baptism was our last. So, baptism was our last episode. So this is the fourth and final, the principles of the gospel, and that is the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? How do you define who? Who is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost, depending on what denomination are you in, there are a lot of people who reads in the scripture in John 14. I'm not good with scripture anymore. I used to be, folks. I used to be. But it says, my father and I this are why one. we're doing this podcast. I know. So people interpret that as like Christ and God and the Holy Ghost are one. So that is called the Trinity, if I believe and that's the, the right Trinity term. or Trinity. the triune God. The triune God. So I'm not sure how you can look. I'm not trying to disrespect people, but I don't know how you read the Bible and think that they're all one person. It cannot be. Uh, at least that's, that's my opinion when I read it. But we believe in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints that we believe in the Godhead. And that means is that there is our Heavenly Father, who is our Father in Heaven, that He had His Son, Jesus Christ, who is the who is his beloved son, his firstborn. And we then, we believe in the Holy Ghost to be part of the Godhead. Um, how do I make this simple? The spirit, the Holy Ghost does not have a body. It is the spirit. And, and what it does is it testifies, it testifies of Christ, of his, his life and what he did and what he will do. And it testifies of his gospel and everything. It also serve as uh, as um, I guess you can say as a protector, as as somebody who can you who can give you inspiration. Um, when Christ was baptized, the Holy Ghost came in the form of a dove, as we know that, and so the Spirit does not have a body. As the only part of the Godhead that does not have a body, because there's a reason why, because he has to be everywhere. <laughs> and so, and um, I don't know what that's. I think that's pretty much what we believe. What the Holy Ghost, uh, who he is, he is a person, it's a personage, but not does not have a physical body like Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a simple enough definition of, of, or yeah, definition of who the Holy Ghost is. He is, he, the Holy Ghost is a God, right? Member of the Godhead. All three of them are one in unity, in mission, in purpose. All three of them are working for our 
our uh, immortality and eternal life. That's that's God's work and glory. And all three of them serve that same the the same mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and but each of them have a specific role in that yeah. work, right? And and you you covered some of the roles of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit to testify of the truth of Jesus Christ and His atoning atoning sacrifice for us, and to teach us truth and to guide us, to comfort us. Um, so what are, what what am I trying to ask? What are, how do we, how do we know of the Holy ghost other than the scripture? So we, through scripture, we know of the Holy spirit, the Holy ghost. Yeah. And the Holy ghost and the Holy spirit is the same. Um, it's just, you know, people call it Holy spirit and the Holy ghost. Uh, it does give the description how you does. There are certain things you can feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, everybody can feel the Holy Ghost if you do good. There are certain things if you if you done if you done a kind thing and you feel you feel like man that was really cool. That's the Holy Ghost, folks, touching your heart, that telling that you're doing the right thing. Um, the scripture in Galatians it talks about uh, the feelings of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I can't name it all. It's love. Uh, what else does it say? But the fruit of the spirit is love. Crap! I can't. I oh, used to be able to. Just, All right, we'll look it up. I used to be able to like. I used to be able to quote that scripture. And I yeah, can't yeah. I quoted crazy. it. Crazy. Chapter five, right? But the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is patient, kind. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, love, peace, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. So those are the feelings that you can feel from the Holy Ghost. The interesting one is long suffering. <laughs> How did you define? You, how would you define that long suffering? We talked about that. I don't know. I, I think it's like it's it's hard to explain that feeling. Like it's just, it's not a punishment though. No, no. It's not. It's not. A, it's not something that I, I, I think patience and long suffering can be close together. Yeah, you, very closely related. I think um, like let's patience say, is just waiting without complaining. That's how I would define patience. But if you want but, it, but long suffering is is waiting through trials and tribulations and suffering for the answer or for something you prayed about or something you seeking for, right? And so, so that's so those are so those are some of the emotions, some of the ways that we can we can feel the influence of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So when you when you do something good. When you help out somebody, your your so called neighbor or your brothers and sisters in the world, and you feel like you did a good thing, that's that's because you did, and it's because the Holy Ghost is telling you that you're doing the right thing. So, yeah, when you're faced with a decision to make, and and you've made your decision, and you're at peace with your decision, that's uh, that's another way that the Holy Ghost can speak to you. Or sometimes it speaks to you loudly. It comes in different form. Uh, there's a saying in the scripture, burning in the bosom. Mm-hmm. You, you get a really warm, warm feeling in your heart. Or your thoughts will be, what's the word? Your thought would be stupor. What is, what is it called? A stupor of thought? A stupor of thought. If it's not right? If it's not right. And so you know for sure that's not, you know, it's, that that's not from the Holy Ghost. And so it, it plays a very important role in an in individual's lives. If you're religious, there are people in the world that are not religious and they don't see it that way. But if you live uh, in a in a religious world, 
and you follow Christ, this is a very important part part aspect of the gospel to have the Holy Ghost with you at all times. So, so if someone's not religious or doesn't participate in an organized religion, can they still feel the influence of the Holy yes. Ghost? Yes, they can. Yeah. Yes, they can. Just like if you don't believe in God or Christ, you will still be resurrected. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, everyone will. So it doesn't matter whether if you're not religious or not, you can feel the Holy Ghost. You can feel it. So I just had a question pop in my mind. Why is it important to discuss the Holy Ghost and the gift of the Holy Ghost in conjunction with baptism? Well... I believe it, there's two parts in cleansing and and how do I put this simple way without it's symbolism is okay. when you are baptized you are washing your sin away correct but when you receive the Holy Ghost the scripture says you are baptized by fire but that's the pure that's the purification part that comes into play to to help you to maybe we should explain the difference between feeling the holy ghost and having and receiving the gift of the holy ghost yeah i think that's that's probably important and so we talked about the feelings of the holy ghost and and how we can experience it and there are many other ways, right? Everyone's going to be, everyone will hear and understand the Holy Ghost differently. Um, but receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is something that comes uh, along with the covenant of, and the ordinance of baptism. Yeah. So um, after we're baptized, so this is, this is how it's been. The I don't know what to say. This is the, the ordinance that, that we well, practice. This right? is, is so. This is something that we we believe. Um, we talked about authority. It does matter that that comes into play with the gift of the Holy Ghost as well. You have to have the authority to be able to give this uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost through the priesthood, the power to act in the name of God, and the, the power to uh, to to um, what's the word I'm looking for. To, to perform the ordinance. To perform, to perform ordinance for him. So first thing first, that is something that you have to come to grips with yourself, folks. If you're not, if you're not of our faith, you're gonna have to to research. There is an authoritative uh, part in this, and that is you have to have the priesthood. You have to have the authority to give the gift of the Holy Ghost to another person. Now you do this, of course, after baptism, which we also talked about that you have to have authority to be able to baptize as mm -hmm. well. So that is that that conjunction goes hand in hand. So when we do the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's somebody who will. It's part of. It's not part. It's it's part of being. I guess it is part. It's part of our uh, our uh, being baptized into our church. Is that right? After you get baptized, you right away you will be put. You you will have your hand put on your head. And you will, and you, they will give you the gift of the Holy Ghost through, an, through somebody who has the authority to perform that ordinance. Um, so it's a confirmation. So confirmation. Confirm. So that's a, it's kind of a two part, right? The the yeah. confirmation. First, you're you're confirmed a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So that's that's where the confirmation is, mm -hmm. and then 
I don't know, how would you describe you're commanded or encouraged to receive the Holy Ghost? No, you're commanded. Is it commanded? I think commanded. I don't think you can. I think part of when, remember, when Christ, when he was baptized, what happened right after that? The Holy Ghost came and testified came that he was the Son of God. Yes, God. That is that is the form of ordinance of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they didn't have the gift of the Holy Ghost, but if he's if he's a, if he's our exemplar, we have he does what he we have to do what he does. That's exactly what he commanded us to do. Um, one of the thing is the difference between when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and you feeling the Holy Ghost. Sometimes when you do good things, the difference is that the Holy Ghost, when you receive this gift, it is with you constantly, unless you do something to offend it. Right. <laughs> right. And that is sin. So I guess what's the what would be the difference be though if if someone is is trying to live and trying to keep the commandments, let's say the Ten Commandments, keeping the Ten Commandments the best you can, you repent when you don't. What's the difference between the influence of the Holy Ghost that comes to them and the gift of the Holy Ghost and the constant think, companionship of the Holy Ghost. I think it's okay. People might see it different than I do. Uh, plug your ear, folks. This is a gospel according to Tom. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we already said we don't represent the church. So uh, we don't disclaimer is already there. But I think it's more and I think it's more than just being a constant companion. I think it's accountability as well. I okay. think I think the Holy Ghost can witness you to do good things, and He's also a witness for you to do the bad thing. To not do you, the bad, to, like to, to tell you not to. <clears throat> no, no, to not. He'll tell you not to, but right. we do, well, right? We we do say right, we do. Yeah. So he, so he he's writing this down. <laughs> oh, okay. You did this. So are you saying that this is this is according to Tom? I just You're, think that I think the constant meaning is not just to, because I think any if that's the case, then why do we need the gift of the Holy Ghost? Because we can always just call upon if if somebody pray, they can feel the Holy Ghost. Am I wrong? Like they're doing something good. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But there's more to it. I think there's part of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not only remember you took upon yourself the name of Jesus Christ. You're representing Him. You're so representing you're His it, Church. It, the the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost is there partially to hold us accountable for accountable our covenants. For our covenants and for our, for our sin. I really believe that because I feel like, because if that's the case, what's the point of constant? It's not us. Remember, the Holy Ghost will always be with us. It's us pushing it away. It's not him. He's going to be there constantly, but it's us that that's going to be pushing ourselves away from him because we sin. Mm-hmm. And that's part of being in the uh, accountability because if that's, I mean, it makes sense to me in my head. If if that's the case, why have this ordinance? Why go through it? Besides, fact is the commandment. But why, why, why not just? I can pray and feel good. I can help. I can help my wife do the dishes, and so that she can rest. That's a good thing. And you so, feel you feel the spirit. Yeah. So I think it comes back to for me. Anyway, this is the way I understand it. Um, it, it comes back to. What are we trying to become? That's that's and if our and and if we are if we are content with uh, being able to repent and be forgiven of our sins and then move on, 
then then I think what I mean what do you need the ordinance for is it is it really necessary if you're con- content with that um because I believe and this is gospel according to Dave that when you truly are have a repentant heart you are forgiven of your sins whether you have entered the waters of baptism and received of the gifts of the Holy Ghost or not and that you you still as a son or daughter of God, you still get the influence of the Holy Ghost when you try to follow Jesus. The difference is, are we trying to, are we allowing his grace to change us into a new creature through the ordinances and through the constant con- companionship of the Holy Ghost? And I think that's what it comes down to. The constant companionship is there to teach us how to become more like Jesus, to guide us and be with us on the covenant path, as President Nelson just calls it. Does that, does that make sense? That's, no, I think that's the I way think, I understand it. I think that makes sense, and I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that is perfectly well said, what the Holy Ghost does, but it does come back to there is accountability for everything that you've done, whether good or bad. And somebody, you know, and yeah, and the Holy Ghost will let you know if you, <laughs> I mean, you'll feel it. I mean, you know, if do you, you do something bad, this is this is kind of a, a weird thought, right? Um, when we're forgiven, God has testified through the scriptures that He, when He forgives, He forgets, He remembers those sins no more. Do you think that the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost is partially there to remind us, hey, remember when you did that thing? Probably shouldn't do that again. Is that what, kind of what you're getting at with the accountability piece? I think it's more, I think it's like, I don't think you would never, I don't, look, God may forgive. My, God may, God will forgive and will forget, but you won't. Right. You will never. I don't care. And it's not that you're punishing yourself. I don't think you're like, you know, I think the hardest part about about Latter Day Saints is just like it's a shame based. The culture a, is very shame based, very shame based, and very, very punishing yourself. Like you're not good enough for the forgiveness. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is you're I, not I don't, worthy. Like everyone, uh, forgiveness is for everyone else, not me. Not for you, I screwed up too bad. Yeah, and it's like you. Why would you know? You get that mode. Like, why would God forgive me? Why am I, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm forgiven. I, I don't think a, a lot of times, I think 80% of the time, it's just, it's just us. Thinking oh, that yeah. it's not, it's not oh, us. Cause yeah. I think, cause you know, but I think to me, that's, that's the part I'm talking about. The accountability part is that no matter what happens, I think the Holy Ghost will come to you and be like, Hey, dude, you've been through this. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. If those, those that, listen the few of you that listen to this podcast go re-listen or re-read uh i want to say it's elder rasband's talk from october a framework for personal revelation he touches on this exact thing right mm-hmm. once you've been forgiven if your circumstances haven't changed don't ask for forgiveness again because you've already been forgiven unless you do it again <laughs> right and that's what he'd say yeah. unless your circumstances change yeah so, every not, then. so i think a lot of times look the church is very look I'm not trying to make it seems like it's like how do I say this? When we talk about you know we talk about law of chastity, that is like the number one thing to 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 push away the Holy Ghost. I, I believe, you know, law of chastity is probably one of the hardest thing uh, for a lot of young adults 
um, for even teenagers, I guess, like to to be able to like you know come. I mean, how do I say this without? I feel like there are certain there are certain places where you grow up grow up and you don't have the influence of the Holy Ghost all the time. You tend to go towards the route where like it's okay to do those things. So, I'm not, that's, yeah, that's like conditional, right? That's conditional, your environment. Yeah, your environment. But but you can't blame your environment all the time. Sometimes it's just you. <laughs> well, yeah. So your environment will go so far, but you're still the one making the choice. The choice. And a lot of times when people look at like, you know, I, I notice that like when people make mistakes, even if they, even if it's like when it comes to divorce or ch- cheating on their spouse, um, people tend to not forgive that person. And a lot of times when you look at that person, you're like, how can that son of a, you know, going on with his life happy? I know one person, <coughs> he'll never say that he didn't, but I know he did. And, you know, everybody else knows he did. Because apparently he, he, he divorced his wife and he all of a sudden developed a relationship with this one girl. He had that relationship with that girl long before he divorced his wife. And he's a, he's a cool dude. He plays basketball once in a while. He plays basketball with me, uh, not anymore actually. Maybe back in the past he had. We've been we would play against each other. He's very arrogant, very um, into himself. Like he thinks he's hot, you know hot hot stuff. <laughs> uh, he I know the wife because I know the family pretty well, and they got divorced. And there was this whole thing where. He was going to get his butt kicked by one of my buddy who married into that family. But it was, that's a whole other story, but it was funny. But then, you know, now he's married. He married that girl. Um, have a great job. He's active in the church. He goes to the temple. He, you know, does all that. So he's a whole nine yards. He's, you know, he's, he's happy. But the world does not the 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 world the, the LDS world does not want him to be happy because of what he did. Yeah, okay. and I agree to a certain extent. Yeah, they 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 he. I'm pretty sure. You know what? I'm gonna go I'll probably go ninety eight percent sure that he cheated on his wife. Now his I know his wife as well, and she's she can be difficult too. But that doesn't. Resolve you to go do what you did. It does not. You talk, be a man about it, and you talk to your wife about it. You know, you talk it out. That's fine. But people, people make mistakes, and that would happen. Mm-hmm. And he made a mistake. But at a certain point, he repented. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, God forgave him. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, the leaders who are the authoritative, you know, figure in our mm-hmm. in our era said he is forgiven. You gotta let it go. You gotta yeah. let you, you gotta you gotta let that person live their life. At a certain yeah. point, you can't keep hating on. Like I know for a fact, people look at him like, "Oh, there goes that cheater," or "Oh, what a what a you know what a piece of crap because he you know cheated." Okay, I get it. I get it. I, but let it go. It's time. So, it's it, it, it's the fact that they won't let yeah, it go yeah. that make people feel ashamed, and that's the that's the bad part about you know. That that the culture that we're in sometimes it's like you won't let you won't let the spirit help them, but you know you're 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 sitting here talking crap, but you'll you're like I don't want the spirit to be in it. Like he should, so he he shouldn't. People would say he he doesn't deserve to have the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. 
Say yeah. that again. So Sorry. some people would say that he doesn't deserve to have the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost, despite going through a process where he is seemingly changed. Well, I think people want him to suffer more. I think that's just the way our culture is sometimes. Like, okay, for instance, I'm going to give – this has nothing to do with the <laughs> simple gospel. <laughs> I think let's, let's, let's talk about Will Smith, for instance. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Will Smith. Okay. Here we go. This is coming into my podcast now, folks. We're going to talk about entertainment. But Will Smith slap. We all know. He got up and he slapped The Rock. Or not The Rock. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock uh, in the face at the, uh, at the Academy the Oscars. Awards Oscars. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's, that's as low as you can get because everybody's watching. Let me ask you a question, folks. Even you, Dave. Yeah. It, has he suffered enough? Has he suffered enough? Yeah, because he's lost some movies. He's lost some endorsement. The Academy, what, what a spineless people they are. They, they still just, let him out of his Oscar? They, you know, they just, yeah, first of all, they let him out of the Oscar, and they made him do that speech. They they banned him for wherever how long, but he's still eligible to, to, <laughs> to be nominated, a, to be nominated an and to win an Oscar. So he really didn't get, some people would think, he didn't get punished enough. And some people will say, oh, he's fine. It's not, you know, uh, like we shouldn't. <laughs> my so wife what? Me. Well, let, so let me. Let me let spin me... it back. Let me spin okay. it back to the All church. Right. All right. Here we go. I, I think it's the same thing with the church. I think certain time when we look at people like, okay, he was a sack of crap. Okay. We get it. He did something wrong. But for you, you don't dictate. You don't dictate what punishment he deserves. That doesn't belong to your that doesn't belong to your judgment. That belongs with the Lord and his counselor and his bishop and his stake president. If the spirit tells him that he's forgiven, the spirit is right, folks, not you. You don't you don't get to say he does yeah. not deserve to have the Holy Ghost. He does not deserve to have the blessings of the gospel. Because you're not in charge of his life or his punishment or his, you know, whatever. And I think that's the problem with people in the church is they can't let it go. They want to, they want that person to be punished even more, especially that one family. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think you're, I think you're right for the most part. Um, culturally that it's definitely prevalent in the culture um, in my personal life and, and just interpersonal conversations I feel like outwardly there's a shift outwardly. I don't know what people are thinking internally, uh, what they talk about in their own homes, but I feel like outwardly the way we're treating people, there is being a shift in that. Uh, we are shifting to a more forgiving culture, a more Christ-like culture um, as we should be. You mean woke? No, <laughs> no, not woke. That's not what I'm saying, but maybe I am. We're waking to the fact that we don't get to, decide what someone's suffering or punishment should be based on their, their choices. I mean, we talk about the, the man that was born blind and the Pharisees asked Christ who sinned this man or his parents that he should be born blind. He said, neither, neither, but that the purposes of God should be manifest. And then he cured his blindness. We don't get to, I mean, we get to, we, so, so that, we have our so choice. That guy, so that guy suffered for all those years. 
That's what Christ said. That's no, but what I'm Jesus saying. Said. He, I'm saying he would probably think like you, you, you made me suffer, no. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just full of gratitude for gratitude. Christ's healing, as we all should be for our for our blunders and our our missteps. Um, and, and in terms of suffering, I know we're getting a little off topic of the gift of the Holy Ghost. No, we're terms not, of- because this is part of the Holy Ghost. This is this is something that we. This is why I say it is very important to have them. Is if these are the things that drives away. The Holy Ghost, folks. When yeah. You think you're better than everybody else. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Anytime I've, like, well, we can turn to the Doctrine and Covenants and, and, and talk about this, but anytime a man takes undercover, uh, undertakes to cover his sins, he, amen to the priesthood of that man, right? Anytime that I've, I've thought, ah, this isn't as bad or it's what it should be, the Holy Ghost is gone. I have no, I, I don't have that constant companionship. Um, but in terms of suffering, like what a person should suffer for a mistake, there there needs to be a process where that person should have the opportunity to change. Correct. And grow. But in terms of suffering, Jesus suffered the punishment already. If we choose not to accept that gift that he's given us, okay, then maybe after this life we'll suffer the pains of our mistakes. <laughs> but that gift is already there. It's already been paid. It's up to us whether or not we want to accept it and up to us whether or not we want to make covenants with Jesus to try to become more like him. But the, but, but the, but that event, the suffering can actually not maybe not affect you directly, but like the people around you. Oh yeah. The damage, the damage that you cause that, that, that that's, that might be something that maybe, I mean, you look. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to, you know, to to be divorced. And but I'm sure that guy, the guy, my the guy that I know, I'm sure he realized uh, the people around him had suffered because of his decision to to do this. And so, and maybe that's what caused him. Maybe that caused people like you know maybe to think like maybe I'm not forgiven because of that reason. I don't know. People think differently. People. Yeah. Have different views and perspective and things of like that. But I would spin that too. I would spin that back on the savior. That whatever whatever you, pain you, you cause somebody. Yeah, you can you can spin that back. I can I can no, I cannot yeah. take that pain away, no matter how profusely I apologize and how much I ask for forgiveness or how much I change. Yeah. I can't take that pain away. You can't take it back. Only Jesus can take that suffering away. Well, only that person has that person that's been affected. Has to come to terms with your with yeah. what what you did and forgive it's, you and you know, but that's yeah. but sometimes that's that different. takes professional <laughs> intervention, but yeah, but that's a whole but, different different subject. That's not that's, yeah that's, yeah. That's, now we're getting way into the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> so let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Um, so I want to read from what what book is this? I want to say Gospel Principles, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Do we read? Can we read about this? Uh, what is the difference between the Holy Ghost and the gift of the Holy Ghost? We we talked about this a little bit. The gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Ghost is the privilege given to people who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, been baptized, and been confirmed as members of the church to receive continual guidance and inspiration from the Holy Ghost. Joseph Smith said, we believe in the gift of the Holy Ghost being enjoyed now as much as it was enjoyed in the days of the first apostles. We believe in this gift 
in all its fullness, power, greatness, and glory. A person may be temporarily guided by the Holy Ghost without receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. However, this guidance is not, will not can be continuous unless a person is baptized and receives the laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and then he gives the example of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, <laughs> Roman soldier, received inspiration from the Holy Ghost so that he knew the gospel of Jesus Christ was true, but did not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost until after he was baptized. So there's a there's an old or a New Testament example for us uh, defining kind of the difference between the gift of the Holy Ghost and the influence of the Holy Ghost. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to disagree. I, it's hard to disagree with that. But, I mean, you know, like you you have your spin on it. I think the gift of the Holy Ghost, this is, I think there is the base, basic of what the gift of the Holy Ghost is. You, have, you receive it after you're baptized. Mm -hmm. You receive it through the hands, laying on a hand by, the, by somebody who has the authority to perform that ordinance. And, and that's it. And then it's, it's not only because you receive, it's more, and like Dave was saying, it's confirmation that you're a member of his, of his flock or his church or his ward, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's just like put a stamp on it. Like <laughs> you're done. <laughs> put a stamp on it. <laughs> but it, but it also, I mean, I don't want to get too deep, but it also represents, you know, baptism by fire. And what that mm -hmm. means is eventually, folks, we've already had baptism by water on the earth. And that symbolized what you went through when you do baptism. You, you, you cleanse the earth. Noah, so, you know, they cleanse the earth and now you have to purify it. That purification comes, it's coming. <laughs> Not here yet, but it's coming. And it's going to be purified by fire. Whether that is literal <laughs> or figurative, it's going to happen. Uh, we, get, we can get into the second coming yeah. and the signs of the time in a different episode. Yeah. But that would be a deep episode. Yeah. But it represents what you, but that's what the Holy Ghost, when you get, when you receive the gift of the Ghost, it, it, it represents that. That you're purified by the gift of the Holy Ghost by the Holy Ghost, and yeah, so it's, uh, it's the like the the refiner's fire, yeah, right, it's purifying. I mean, let's we can give you example for in our lives that the Holy Ghost have played an important part in our in our daily lives. I think mm -hmm. me and Dave can be a witness to that when we serve our mission. Mm -hmm. We relied on the Holy Ghost. More than anything in the world for that two years. And the sad part is, I wish I could do that with my life now. And it's hard. And I'll be the first one to admit, I don't constantly have the Holy Ghost on my mind. Or, you know, because I'm so bombarded with stuff. Maybe it's an excuse. You know, they say excuses are like butthole. Everybody has one. <laughs> and they true. all stink. And they all stink. <laughs> But we're witness to that. Like we use every every day, we pray. We ask the Holy Ghost to help us find people to teach. We go tracting. Please help us with street to go tracting. This like it's constant companion, and that's the actual the, the, the that term. It it is stated true when you're a missionary, mm -hmm. and it's there. Now, do I do I have experienced the Holy Ghost? And you know, my day. Of course, I do. I think we all have that experience. And I think, but 
what I want my our audience to know is, when you feel those feelings and those experience with the Holy Ghost, what do you do with it? Yeah, that's what the do you do with yeah, it? That's the that's the important thing to ask ourselves, right? Do you forget it? Do you just kind of like nonchalant, like ah, eh, or do you write it down to remember it? What do you do with that moment? It's hard to I don't know. For me, I, think, some, I, I was just gonna say I think that. If you don't, if you don't record it, at least talk to somebody about it. So when you're talking about it, you're you'll remember it more. Um, you can relate to other people, and and you can testify of the truth of it to someone. And that's that that sharing of that testimony is is really one of the best ways to to secure that as part of you. Yeah. So just what about talk to somebody. One of my favorite quote is from our um our one of our prophets from back in the days. His name was Wilford Woodruff. And he, he told he was he was in a meeting and I think he, he was I think he was doing a QA. I'm not sure what it was, what kind of meeting it was, but he wrote it down and he says I rather have my this is his quote. I don't want I'm not quoting, but this is what so he said. Preferences, yeah. He said, I'd rather have the member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints. I'd rather them have the, the Holy Ghost than rather them see angels. There's a difference between seeing an angel and angels and having the Holy Ghost constantly. He says the Holy Ghost will leave an impression that you'll never forget. That you will always revert to. Remember that time when you felt the Spirit? The Holy Ghost will leave that impression with you. The angels won't. Because an angel, those memories can be flooded away. And he gave an example of Laman and Lemuel. They mm -hmm. saw angels. Mm -hmm. And right after they see the angels, they still plotted to try to kill Nephi. So it tells you that they didn't have the, the, the Holy Ghost. It tells you that they didn't want to have the Holy Ghost. But, but Wolfram Woodruff was right. That's one thing about the Holy Ghost that I think would probably do is leave an impression upon your heart. But it's better than seeing an angel, according to a prophet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, here's my take on that. The Holy Ghost is, that's God talking to you. There you go. That's God. That's God's presence. That's the way he's communicating exactly. with you. And so that, and it speaks, speaks directly to our spirit. Um. What is that? Romans chapter eight. The yep. spirit bears witness of our spirit. The word children of God. It's um, a good one. And so I'm going to give my closing thoughts here. Good. We're, we're getting there. The Holy ghost is that's, that's God with you. When you feel those feelings that we discussed, when you experience a flood of inspiration, that is God, your father in heaven, giving that to you to help you, to guide you, to help you grow. It's, it's one of his ways of, of showing his love for us. Um, the gift of the Holy ghost after we've been baptized and confirmed a member of the church is, is, is as we've discussed, it's the constant companionship. That's God with us always. And because he, because he loves us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to progress. He's given us, he's given us his son and he's given us the Holy ghost as a way to testify of the truth of his son, the reality 
of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And it is real. And I, I would, I testify of that. And more and more so every day, I'm trying to, to make that part of me and part of trying to make that relationship real. And I think that the Holy Ghost is really the only way I can do that right now. So those are my thoughts. Some closing thoughts. Um, my, I think the the, the important things to me is having is having the Holy Ghost constantly. Because, you know, the gift of the Holy Ghost and all that. I keep saying that, but we know the difference now as we talked about it. But you know, I go back to what Wolford Woodruff. It leaves an impression upon you. It makes you remember things that you know that you that you've done. And also that you've done <laughs> that you did bad, it'll help you remember that too, so that you don't follow that uh into that line again. Um one of my favorite thing uh scripture that talks about is I think it was um uh who was it? Was it Samuel that was trying to who was listening and uh I don't see my memory I'm getting old folks, but <laughs> It was it was about as a boy. I think it was Samuel. But anyways, he was laying down, and then there was a prophet with him, um, and he heard a voice, and the prophet's trying to teach him and help him train. Like, did you say something? The prophet said, "No, I didn't say anything." The second time it happened. The second time, did you say something? No, I didn't say anything. The third time, the prophet teaches him. That's the Lord's trying to talk to you. He's trying to communicate with you. I think. I think to me, the one of the reason I think to to have the to, to always want, and that's the key word, folks. You want to have the constant the constantness of the Holy Ghost with you, is that that you can learn that that's God talking to you, like Dave said. That you can learn to recognize that's the feeling. Those are feelings that are from God because there are feelings out there. There's a scripture that says that there, in the last day, there'll be good that will call, that will call good evil and evil good. How do you determine, how do you determine what's evil and what's good? Well, you practice enough to recognize the spirit. You will know the difference because that's what God wants. That's God talking to you. Like Dave says, I think that's why we always say our church is very repetitive. We teach pretty much about the same same thing almost every Sunday, but there's a reason why we do that, and I think it's the same same principle when it comes to the to the Holy Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost is that we want to practice listening to this to listen to the to the voice, and we want to be and we want to be familiar with that voice and with that feeling, so we know what the, what the difference between good and evil, and that's what constant the const, constantness. Or I don't know if that's the right word. The companionship of the Holy Ghost can help you with, and so I, I, you know, we do our best. I think I don't think we're perfect, but you know, we are bombarded with the world, and that's okay because you know we live we live in a world with we have kids and stuff, and sometimes that takes a backseat. But I still remember my mission, how constantly that that spirit was with us. And how constantly I can recognize it when it tells me, and it, and sometimes it slapped me over the head because my companion said, "Let's go down the street," and I and I'm stubbornly 
thinking to myself, I've already been down that street. And sometimes it slaps me and says, let's go again. I was like, okay. So I, I'm, I hope, I don't, I don't know if I can ever get back to that, the intensity of that, but I hope I can get some back because I said, I, I, like I said, impression. And it still, I left me with that impression on my mission. And so. We're just going to have to start doing these every day. I know. <laughs> Our long discussion about gospel topics. <laughs> what should we do next? What can, let's, let's tease the audience. What should we do next? Uh, all right. Let's, uh, we've already suck. done the law, law of chastity, which is done. I, I had a thought of, of what we could talk about, but I can't remember what it was. See? And I, I, I didn't write it down. I didn't talk to anybody about it. Maybe on your <laughs> when you post this on your on the Facebook and Instagram, whatever, post a question like, "What should we be the next subject we should talk about? Gospel related." Yeah, yeah we can do that. Let's see what it is. My uh, my thought was my other thought. I mean, we 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 kind of talked about this before we started recording, but we could we discussed the fall. The whole reason we need the atonement of Jesus Christ. Not a lot of women will like me, but I have to say, sure. <laughs> Eve was a woman, not all women. I know, Eve. <laughs> she had to do it. We, I, okay, well, let's tease that. That's our tease. We're, we'll discuss that next time. <laughs> if we go by the scripture, might, folks. Might go a, by the scripture. Might be a heated discussion. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll flesh out what we're exactly we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk about the fall of Adam and Eve. Maybe we'll talk about something else like temples. Which, that would be interesting. Which would be a good lead in to discussing the fall of Adam and Eve. Um, yeah. But until then, keep it simple. <laughs>